I can promise you that tonight's podcast will be interesting, fascinating, possibly enlightening, with a touch of skepticism, maybe a sprinkle of cynicism, but absolutely something you need to tune into. Psychic, empath, clairvoyant, Kelly Bowman, tonight on Whiskey Business. evening to everybody who's tuning in uh, tonight on Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I'm host Dino Tripotis. Kelly Bowman is our guest tonight. Renowned psychic, clairvoyant, empath, Reiki master, you name it. She's done it and is still doing it as we speak and will be doing it this evening. Also, hopefully digging into something that maybe we've all been experiencing in the last year, uh, uh, addressing the disconnect that a lot of us might've been having with the universe in general. Do you know you completely? Are there things about you that you, you don't know that maybe you need enlightened about? Have you had crazy, crazy COVID dreams in the last year, more so than you've ever had before. I have. I've been dreaming like full-length feature film dreams, some of them shorter than others. One I had that was kind of short uh, just a couple of weeks ago was about Bill Cosby. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'll pause, <laughs> I'll pause so you can write your own jokes. Uh, I was at a supper club that had uh, dinner and dancing, and I was there with my mother. And apparently Bill Cosby was there as well. And while I got up to excuse myself to go to the restroom, when I came back, Bill Cosby was slow dancing with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember shouting, I remember shouting, Mom, no, no. What did that dream mean other than the fact that at 84 years of age, my mother can still make bad decisions when it comes to that. <laughs> she still got it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kelly can tell me what that dream means. I have my own interpretations, but she's the expert. And we'll be talking with Kelly Bowman here in just a little bit. So thank you for tuning in this evening. Like I said, it's going to be enlightening. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I am fascinated with uh, with people who are in this world um, because I approach it with a with a, a curiosity and yes yes admittedly so occasionally a touch of skepticism um, I don't believe in coincidences uh, so when when somebody actually uh, pulls things together and they say oh it's coincidence I don't know there's there's something else in the mix that's making all this happen. In order to make this happen, Whiskey Business, on a weekly basis, I cannot do it without the video and audio talents of Greg Hansberry on the audio. Hey, 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 Whitney Hansberry. Hey, 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 hey. Some of the business before I introduce the guest bottle and our special guest for tonight, uh, Kelly Bowman Hansberry. 
Yeah, thanks for subscribing uh, to Whiskey Business on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, SoundCloud, TuneIn, um, Audible, uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, go ahead and uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, rate us, give us, go ahead and give us a five-star review there, please. And thank you. And, uh, uh, write a comment. That'd be very, very helpful. If you uh, are listening on uh, your favorite podcasting app, don't forget to like us on Facebook and YouTube whiskey business with Dino Tripodis. Uh, that way you will be hip to when we do, um, uh, uh live videos like we are today and, uh, you could catch it live and actually be part of the show with, with your conversations. That's a lot of fun. If you are watching us right now on YouTube and Facebook, thank you much. Make sure you like the, like us and share and click that little notification. So every time you get a, a, a new episode, we'll, we'll beam directly to your smart device like magic. Um, and then the most important thing, word of mouth, word of mouth, um, you, you know, spread the word, tell all your friends and family about whiskey business, share, share, share all the, everything else you could find at whiskeybusinesspod.com, Instagram, Twitter, and HBO max. <laughs> Not HBO Max. Oh, Not man. HBO Max. Not uh, Tubi TV. either. We're on Tubi. I thought we were on Tubi. Uh, Tubi TV? No, Tubi. Tubi. Yeah, Tubi. <laughs> uh, lots of our friends are joining us once again. Chip wants to know if I have new glasses. No, Chip. These are my readers. My nice glasses uh, were were broken, shattered in a fall on, on, some, on some black ice. And, oh, man. That's horrible, horrible, horrible black ice. I took a terrible, terrible <laughs> fall. Thank God I landed on my head because, uh, as we know, I have a very large head, which absorbs most of the shock in my body. So, uh, But the glasses went flying and, and broke everywhere, so got to replace the glasses. So I've got the uh, just the, uh, the old fogey readers on for this evening. But I like them. I like them. Yeah, but thank you, good. Chip, for noticing. Thank you, Chip, for caring. Our guest bottle this evening, <laughs> bottle, uh, bottle number, I believe, 157. Yes. Is, uh, as we explore new worlds tonight with Kelly Bowman, uh, or other worlds, as it were, whatever the case might be, I decided that we would go to the uh, other world of the bottom shelf at the liquor store, where I found this beauty, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond 100 Proof. Uh, this, my friends, falls smack dab into our favorite category of whiskey and whiskey business. The bottles that are under $50, this one is actually under $20 with tax mm. included, $19.97. And I thought to myself, all right, it's bottled in bond, which means it has to be at least four years old. I found out that this is actually a five-year-old bourbon. Uh, it has to be 100 proof. So I'm figuring how good or bad can it be? And I'm telling you right now, with the little hints of vanilla the, that are right out, out of the gate in the nose, um, it's not too spicy at 100 proof. It's not hot at all at 100 proof. 78% corn, I believe 12% uh, malted barley and uh, just a touch of rye at 10%. This is actually a pretty smooth drinking whiskey. So if you're looking for one of those everyday pour bottles that you don't feel bad emptying it in a, in a hurry and can replace <laughs> rather quickly, uh, the Evan Williams, we've had the Evan Williams single barrel on the show, mm -hmm. which I like. I don't really care for the Evan Williams black label, the one that's like I call the Faux Jack Daniels. Yeah, it sounds so great. That looks that almost imitates. 
that almost looks like a Jack Daniels bottle, and they say it's charcoal filter, just like Jack Daniels. I don't care for that one so much, but this one, this one, it's $17.99, $19.97 with tax. Uh, this is great. If you can find it, I found it at uh, at our friends at Northwest Spirits. So uh, definitely mark it down on your everyday list. Benchmark for John Whitney. Yes. Product. Can't go I, wrong. You can't go wrong for 10 bucks, 10 bucks, and it's really good. It's really good. It's only 80 proof, but, you know. Exploring the bottom shelf in Hansbury. Uh, I feel uh, classy tonight. I got the. Got uh oh, you got, got the good stuff. Trace. I've been nursing it just because I know. Yeah. Like, Dino, like Dino says, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, pound it, <laughs> I'll pound it one night if I'm not. Uh, I feel confident, gentlemen, that we're getting closer and closer to being reunited in the same room or space once again with the. Uh, with the uh, the vaccines being administered uh, faster, Johnson and Johnson, the no tears vaccine out there now, um, as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. And you're yeah. eligible now in the state. Of uh, as of Thursday, yes, I will be eligible for the vaccine as well. So, nice. congratulations! Um, I think all of our 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 good safe distancing will will pay off, and we'll be reunited yeah. not only amongst ourselves, but with our guests. And speaking of guests. I told her it's not a requirement that you drink whiskey on Whiskey Business. That falls on us, not our guests. Let's welcome, please, if you will, uh, Kelly Bowman to the podcast. Thank you. Hi, guys. Drinking hey. Wine. Hey. drinking wine. Hello, I'm Kelly. Cocoa Bond from Trader Joe's. It's a 14% espresso aged oak wine. It is so wow. strong. Nice. It's seven months. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Thank you for being I'm with good. us. We appreciate you being on with us tonight. Um, we have a lot of que I have a lot of questions for you, and some of the guys have questions for you. We might have some people chiming in as well who are on Facebook Live and, okay. and, and, and YouTube as well. My first question, and I'm sure it's one that's been asked of you uh, a thousand times, a thousand times, but I, I want to just uh, address it right out of the gate. When did you first realize that? Uh, First of all, do you consider what you have to be a gift? And a curse. And a curse. Yeah. So when bit. did you first realize you had the gift um, and the well, curse? Okay, well, I had noticed as a child I was seeing spirits, okay? I was having a lot of dreams, and I, was, I had a wild imagination. I was just telling my mom all about it. I was just different. Um. But I noticed strongly when I was in college and I was sitting with a friend, Mike Simmel, I named him, at this place called the coffee table. We were having coffee outside and it was the nighttime. It was at night. It was on the corner of Buttles and High and we were just chilling. It used to be a real chill place to sit and have fun. He's, I said, you know, I've been having these premonitions. I've been working for Bill Mitchell. It's just a lot's coming out of me and I don't know if this is a coincidence or if it's something that's real. I'm not sure. And he said, predict something in my future. And I said, okay, your stepdad is going to come very close to death, but he won't die right away. We disperse for the evening and go home. He called me the very next morning and said, what did you do? I, in those terms, I said, nothing. Why? He said, my stepdad, he almost died last night. Oh wow! And wow. So I, I got chills, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's 
what's going on with me. Like it was more prevalent that at that point it was stronger, you know, just because you're psychic, which we're all psychic doesn't mean it nece it's necessarily a gift right away. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that you go, Oh yay, I'm psychic. A lot of people seek it out, but when you're looking that hard, you don't realize it's just right under your nose by listening to your instincts, everything that you dream or instinctually feel, or, you know, I've even done it out loud. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got to fix these curtains and I'm in my daughter's bedroom and I go, I'm going to put my foot on this chair and my foot's going to go directly through this chair. I said it out loud and bam, there goes my foot right through the chair. It's like, so we know what's going to happen. All of us. All of us know, and we just, we either choose to accept it right away or be skeptical. So there's an area in your brain that's called the psychic area of your brain. I mean, we're very intelligent beings that don't use our brains to the full capacity. Like when you test at school, going back to, you know, childhood, we'll say, and you're like, you know, I can only remember what the teacher says, or you're watching and you begin to zone out and, it's almost like you're meditating because you want to fall asleep. You really do remember that, but you're not, you're not, you don't know how to access it and pull it forward. So it, the brain is a very complicated, but beautiful machine. It's a computer and the pineal gland controls all of that psychic stuff. Look it up. It's really fascinating stuff. Um, it's not something that we like can control. So a lot of times if I talk to someone who's, will say a new psychic they'll say i can't control i see things and i just can't control it how do i turn it off good luck because once it begins you start to see things or you're dreaming like you guys mentioned that you were dreaming um it it's an indication that your brain is on it's on overactive mode helping you but you are actually in a very calm state in order to pull this kind of information in, it's almost like your brain has to go down into a delta wave state. It, it calms itself down and then everything just bam, 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 it comes in. Now spirit energy is a little bit different because it's not from the brain. It actually does come from spirit energy, which I was actually more skeptical about in the beginning. I've been skeptical myself, guys. So a lot has happened to me since my skepticism started. But basically we go to bed at night, we fall asleep, we begin to relax, we go into the falling stages, which puts us in a very relaxing state where you think you're falling off a cliff and then you wake up, you know, and then your, your brain goes in back into that beta mode, like fast computer mode. But in that fast mode is when you're not getting anything. It's when you relax and it all comes out there have been known times for people to come to you in your sleep spirits or whatever um that's also a part of you know psychic dreaming um but the brain defrags at night and then when we wake up fresh we're all cleared out but when you have a premonition or when you say wait a minute I've been here before everyone knows it's called a deja vu how do you think that happens your brain goes through a process the night before that actually takes you through what's gonna happen 
And so when you second guess something that day, it's almost like that's your ego in your defense system going, wait a minute, should I go this way to take this route or should I go that way? Your first instinct to go straight was the right way. A lot of times, even I will do it. I'll say, no, I feel like going this way. And then I catch traffic. And it's like, I told myself to go straight. And I still kick myself, like, because we're human beings, we all have emotions tied into that. So the best way to be the best psychic you can is to take every bit of emotion out. And that's why my mentor, Bill Mitchell, seemed like he was kind of a jerk or very cold or very precise sometimes. Because when he reads, and I try to follow that patterning because I mentored with him, it's not that he was saying, here's how you be psychic. He was saying, here's how to handle being psychic. So when he would read, he would seem very cold and a matter of fact. But that's the way you need to be when you're reading someone professionally because that's the more accurate of the message. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. You can't take time to second guess anything. When you say, because you mentioned right out of the gate that we're all psychic and we're all intuitive to some extent, you're saying that in order to actually, but to order to be a psychic, you have to do be like Bill Mitchell was, or like you are. You have to remove yourself yeah. somewhat. Um, yeah. I do believe that. I do believe that. I, I'm, go ahead. We taught classes on how to access that for people who wanted to do it. And I do it in my intro, in my Ask a Psychic class. Like people will come into the class just, you know, for a quick reading. But I have to do it like I do it on QFM, the Torgan Elliott show. I have, and the Chris show. I have to say, ask me one question quickly, specifically, because you're short on time. I mean, I've got 68, not, you know, 90 people, 100 people in a class. I can't answer every single question if it's like, question after question. Tell me about my life. What do you see for my life? Where do I begin? I mean, that's such a general right. question. It's, it's too vague. Am it's I going to be successful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you already are. This show is going to really hit all-time heights. I see this really being a big thing. That and is. you know why? It's almost like the catchphrase that you're using with whiskey as risky. And it's a play on words. And it's a beautiful play on words because I'm telling you, this is overdue. People are ready for this. People are ready for this show. They're ready for this this realm. They love the title. You know what I'm saying? They they don't hear that, Mom. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's a big play on words because no, it's not about drinking. It's about a play on words, and these guys yeah. like whiskey. That's a popular thing. I mean, if Howard Stern can break to the business. I mean, anyone can. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we've been doing this now. This is our this is our fifth year. So if you're saying we're about to break through, we're not, we're going to be one of those, you know, overnight sensations that really wasn't an overnight sensation. We've been we've been exactly. at this for a while. Every everybody that asks me, am I going to be an overnight sensation? Yes, and it's going to take you about ten years. It's like <laughs> yeah. an overnight that answer. Like a five or ten year period you know people have been around it's just a matter of fact of the word of mouth and i think i had a really great feeling tonight coming on here i was like this is this show is going to be great this is going to be good i mean it's overdue 
people, this whole, you know, the catchphrase on, on the play on words I love, but the fact that it comes really, it's coming through strong at a time where people are sitting at home, they're stuck at home. I mean, it is a pandemic. I get it. It is a real sickness. I get it. And, and I think that I have a few opinions on that psychically, but I won't go into it unless I'm asked. Uh, but I see that being a, this, making this show more popular because it's not over yet. I mean, it's over when they say it's over. You know Who's what I mean? They? Who's they? The government. Our, our overlords. When the people in charge <laughs> say it's over. Jeff the Bezos. No. Jeff Bezos. The people that we don't know, the people that we could pass on the street and stand right next to them at a coffee shop and not even know that they're in control of this entire situation. Talking about Lou and I? No, we don't know them. The people in control, we don't know. We don't know them. The people you see in the media, the people that are popular and hated and loved and hated and loved and hated and more hated than loved, but those are the people that take the heat, so mm -hmm. to speak. Or the That's people that we don't know. I mean, wow. I've been through it all. I've been through the whole ghost thing where it embodies you. I've been through the whole. I was a skeptic. I was a skeptic in the beginning, guys. I was scrubbing Bill Mitchell's floor when I realized I had to accept the fact that I'm psychic because Bill looked at me and said, "Are you rubbing off? Am I rubbing off on you? What's happening here? Are you that?" You're predicting something. And I said, I am. You know, I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing his floor and sit in the kitchen. I worked, I found, I met him by chance. Or was it? I mean, it could have been fate. It was the most important person I've ever met in my life, other than my daughter, who's a very old soul. She's psychic already. It's, mm -hmm. It doesn't come from a place of ego. Children are psychic. They see things, they say things, and the parents discard it and say no no sh sh that sounds weird let's just let's just take you and we'll just reconfigure you and everything ends up with conditions on it see isn't it, society isn't it speaks that society says don't do that that's weird we don't like that weirdness because we're uncomfortable with it and it's a form of cognitive dissonance it's a form of not accepting those things are not you know, I'm not some weird psychic that sits and goes, let's start the reading. Oh, I'm shut up, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't do all that. I sit down and say, okay, well, here's what I get. Did you want to tell me what happened? I'll help you to figure the way out of it if I can uh, psychically. But I can tell you what I see. I can tell you what to do. I can't make you do it. If you don't do it, you can come back to me and say, I didn't do it and I'm not going to go. You know, get out. I'm gonna say, okay, sit down. Let's figure out what's happening. Why, why you're resisting not taking care of yourself or whatever. We've all done that. <laughs> We've all, especially during COVID, a lot of suicide. You know, a lot of suicide because they thought it's the end. The end is near. You know, like they're thinking that the end is near, and it's it's only just beginning here. It's going to change a lot. You mentioned children uh, are, are, are very psychic. Uh, I've heard that before. Is it because children uh, are so open-minded and have not been tainted by 
opinions and influences of the world that their minds are still open and expanding so they can accept a lot of the things that are coming into them. And, and, and for lack of a better word, their innocence is still present. Yeah, they have nothing to hide. They can they can just fart in public. They can scream and cry. They have no conditions. They don't care. They don't care what anyone thinks of them. Have you noticed that? You hear a kid screaming in a restaurant. It doesn't care that you know you're with friends and you're trying to relax during dinner. They don't care. They they're not conditioned yet. They're not controlled yet. They are open free vessels. They're <laughs> You know, they see ghosts and say, oh, look, they have imaginary friends. What do you think those are? They're not always imaginary. They're not always imaginary. They're friends, you know, that may live in the corner of the room near a portal in their house, and you just don't know it. I, I've had so many cases that I've been called to do. And It's funny you, know, you say that. My, my daughter has, has just had a, a, an invisible friend pop up this week. It's funny you say that. Yeah. And you have, and I mm -hmm. guess the most, as a parent, you know, the most important way to deal with that safely for me would be to say, what's your friend's name? What do you see? Like, what, what do they look at, at? What do they look like? Do they come back every day? How often do they visit? Ask questions. It's almost like you're dealing with someone with Alzheimer's, although they don't have Alzheimer's. Do you see what I mean? You kind of accept the fact that it's happening instead of saying no and negate everything. Because right. uh, if you deal with someone who's got Alzheimer's and you say, no, you're not seeing someone, you know, climbing a ladder right there. I've heard everything, guys. They go, what? And they feel panicky and unsafe. Just like kids feel unsafe if you're like, you, that's not a ghost. I'll tell you who else doesn't care when they see ghosts, our pets. You see a cat raise its back and arch and puff its tail out at, a, at something in the house in the corner, and you're looking at it like, whoa. You want to talk about getting the creeps. People get the creeps from that because you can't look at that cat and say, no, you're wrong. But you can look at a kid and say, don't talk about that in front of grandma. Or you see where I'm coming from? I live in a hundred-year-old house, and my cat runs around like a crazy person sometimes, and I don't know what the hell she's doing. She's playing with another cat. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. She's playing with another cat. That's cat what she, I just uh, that's what I picked uh, up on. A ghost cat? Yes. Could be. Yes. Named Bert. Yes. She's she's playing probably with another cat. You know, my cat does the same thing. She's playing with another cat. A cat, a cat in the spirit world to my cat is safer because she's an all-white cat, which all white animals are singled out and like shoved out of the herd because that's the way it is with white animals. My cat feels safer with the ghost cat that's here, but she doesn't feel good on her own. Like with real cats, she felt scared. So, but so we can't tell animals no, but we can tell kids no. Oh, and when your grandma or your you know, I don't, God forbid, your spouse or your parents pass away and they say, so-and-so came to me last night. Yeah, John was here and he said, why don't you come with me? I mean, how many times have you heard that story? Has everybody here heard that story? 
like yeah. older people who are passing away in the hospital you know i've even heard my mother's best friend in the hospital mary she said your mom came to me last night she she told me that it's okay now you know and it's like i mean i can't say no you know my uncle died my uncle mike died and he told me everything that happened it was fascinating he said it was the most weird it was bizarre i looked down and saw myself laying there and i was like what's going on i feel so good physically i do not hurt this is great i want to feel this always and you know his brain is still working down there and he's looking down at himself and then he said he felt like the worst pain and then he looks up and there are the doctors i mean how many times have we heard this mm, this is not a phenomenon it's science it's what's really happening you know we're living in a third dimension world right now what does we're that mean get, well it's here i see you I can touch you. I believe you. There it is. It's the fact. I got it on camera. It's a fact. I'm right here with you. You know, your name is Dino. I saw it on paper. You know what I mean? We have to see it to believe it. We're entering into a fourth dimension, which is a quantum phase. You know, we're, that which is we're starting to believe that the brain has more capabilities than we thought it did. But think about this, guys. Go way back in history, okay? Look at all the prophets that were back. I'm talking back in like the 1200s, back well, in you're, Jesus. Your, your, studies, your studies started in Egyptian mysticism. So does, started, it go, does, yeah. it, does it go that far back? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it goes back to the beginning of time. I mean, this goes back all the way to the beginning of time. You know, somebody knew they shouldn't be biting on that apple. I'm yeah. teasing. That was actually a joke. That was a, uh, a good one. I mean, my point is, I am, I do believe in some sort of Buddhist perspective, which is not exactly, I wouldn't call it a religion, but I do believe in cause and effect, okay? That's a simple way to put everything. But at the same time, premonitions exist for a reason. I mean, prophets existed back in the beginning of time. And nowadays, you know, we've got people who come into our show even and say, do you realize what you're doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And have you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? Well, a lot of people in my show are Christians and go to church. A lot of them have churches. So the fact that they're picking up on their pineal gland, telling them, giving, feeding them information to, into their brain, because I sense the vibration of your voice. I listen to you talk and I hear things and I see things and I spit out what I see to you. And you go, that is really weird. How did you know that? Because you knew it. I don't know how it plays out perfectly unless I see a scenario, but I know what I see and I tell you, and then you and I figure it out together because I don't, I've never lived your life. Does that make sense? It There's does. Only it's, information it's, I can carry. 
Is it part of what you do, though? And this is where, like you said, you you were in the beginning, you were riddled with some skepticism and some cynicism. So uh, let me let, let me let me be that let me be that sounding board. Okay. Isn't part of what you do, and part of what anybody can do in respects uh, to this, is just active listening. I mean, really no. listening to somebody and and hearing what they're saying. More importantly, hearing what they're not saying. Not necessarily, because you can ask me the same question 50 different ways, which I've had people in a session do. And I'm like, you just asked me that. They're like, well, I wonder, no, the answer doesn't change, okay? My message coming into my brain tells me this information. I can't change that information because you don't like it. I can't change it because you're not feeling it. So that's where Bill comes in blunt. That's where I come in blunt. But I do pad my clients beforehand and say, are you ready for this? I mean, I need to know that you're ready to hear anything. I want I want to know. I mean, to the point where I had a guy, and I don't ever mention names, but I had a guy whose son died and he sat down with me and he gave me the object. I do psychometry like Bill did. And I do, I listen to your voice and I can pick up stuff, but I will tell you this guys, I know my boundaries. If you're with me at a party, I'm not working and I won't nose into your stuff. But if I do pass by somebody who's a stranger that I don't know and or shake their hand and I know something is there, like, and I get a little creeped out, I kind of pull away from that because it's not my business. Does that make sense? That's how you control being a psychic. But I sat down with this guy. He said, he handed me the object. I, I got chills. I mean, I can't control it. You know what I'm saying? Any psychic who knows what I'm talking about right now knows. I can't control it. And I'm like, I am suffocating. My blood pressure shot up. I was suffocating. I was my head was pounding all of a sudden I feel these things and I just literally just tell him I'm, you know, I'm right between, I'm, I feel the earth, but I feel like I'm suffocating. And well, his son was working on a above a big hole and the hole was covered. It was in the earth and it was covered with a big plastic, like trash bag. Not, it was like huge. The, the hole was filled with oil. He slipped, he wasn't harnessed. He fell down between the plastic and the earth and he suffocated and he died a horrific death. And I just, it, it came out of me and the guy's crying and I'm crying and I'm suffocating. And there's, there's gotta be something to that. I mean, it's very stressful doing what I do. I don't do it that, that much unless I'm asked. Like oh, I don't seeking clients. I just say, Call me if you need me, because it's just stressful. <laughs> well, you know, my blood pressure from it. One of the so. things that you do is that you're you you mentioned that you, you you're an empath, and I'm I'm curious in respects to being an empath, is that something you can turn on and off, or is that always on? And it's if it is, always, if it's always on, you, the, what you mentioned about being suffocated. I mean, how how do you how do you you must be exhausted. I and am. So what, what, first of all, what is an empath? For people who don't know, what the hell an empath is somebody who picks up on the physical traits of someone else 
who's in pain or what they're feeling or their sadness. You can walk into a room. You can walk by someone and just, okay, guys, we're all energy. We are electric. You know how they'll say, oh, you can light a, you can like light a field of light bulbs with the energy in someone's body. It is true. When you die, that energy leaves your body. I mean, it floats out into the, into the universe again. I mean, that, your body's made of water, electric, and all these fascinating things, okay? So when you walk by someone else's energy field, don't tell me, don't tell me, and you can all be skeptical, but don't tell me you haven't been around someone and you're like, God, every time I'm around them, like, I, they bring me down, man. Just yep. by walking in the room, your right. mother-in-law. It's always like the mother-in-law. Like, you know, the energy of like somebody like a grandma that's never got anything good to say. Or you just, you, they walk in and you're like, God, I'm exhausted. I just need to go take a nap. You know, and that's the energy. It's like, you know when something like that's on you. And you know when it's going to happen. Like, yes, I am empath. We are all empathic. We just don't, you guys might be like, I'm turning it off because it's always off. But when somebody is strong in your field, like you can't escape it. You're like Thanksgiving with Uncle Ed again, you know, or not whatever. It's, it's, that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you can't change it. Like, but <laughs> I have an Uncle Ed. Go home and you're like, whoo, thank God. I'm, you know, in the car, I'm on the way home, you know, but it's like being at work. It's like, you know, people that hate their jobs, just like, am I going to get a new job? Yeah, if you want to, like, stop complaining about the job you're in and go look for that other job. And But you need happiness comes within. Okay, so you have to find that happiness and feeling inside yourself in order to withstand the energy around you, because that's really what it is. You're taking in the energy around you and you're like, man, this is a drag. But it's only a drag if you take it in. If you turn it off like Bill learned to do, and I mean, man, was he good. Like, I try to turn it off now. I have to. Like, at the expo, I have my own office back there behind a curtain, and I, ha I have a cot back there. People don't know this. I'm really I'm telling all my secrets. Only my best friends know. But I go back there, and I just sit behind the curtain on the cot just to turn it off because I – I need to just recoup. You know what I mean? I need to read. I need to defrag. Right. So it's just energy that you're, we're talking about energy now. Empathic is energy. Uh, and I, and I, I medical, medical, if you're around somebody who's hurting all the time, they might not even be telling you that they have bad knees, but I know right away, if someone comes in my office, I'm like, my back is killing me. Are we dealing with a back problem here? Like what have they said anything about an injection or like I just say it right out the bat and they're just like, I just got an injection yesterday or whatever. You know, it's just energy. You're just picking up on other people's energy. It's not special. It's not mystical. It's not magic. It's just science. It's actually literally that simple. Do you guys believe that we come from an alien race? Do you believe that? Uh, I've never been asked that question before. But, I, mean, yeah. I don't have well, a, a prepared answer. I guess. I guess my first my first answer would my my gut answer would be no. Okay, that's a that's like a conspiracy night question because that would be 
because that explain it would explain a lot about our brains and how we use them and how sometimes we don't use them. So use that. Think about that for next time. I love Ancient Aliens on History Channel, though. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, can watch, I can watch that all day. I think yeah. we come from Mars myself. I, I think Mars was uh, there. There's a civilization, a civilization, civilization there, and then they escaped to Earth, and they I, fucked I, it I up. I buy that. I buy that. It's like, <laughs> I buy what? that. It's just like I believe it. I try to say what happened, but guys, no. I mean, we've all had past lives too. Think okay. Past lives. Let me let yeah. me let me let me dig into that for one second. Past okay. lives. I've experienced that uh, through somebody. Uh, uh, I, I may have told this story briefly on the podcast before, but when I was doing stand-up comedy in Indianapolis, there was a, a patron in the audience uh, who who was a psychic and also uh, specialized, if there's a specialty in your field, in past lives. And uh, prior to being a stand-up comedian, I was a, I was an investigator. She had no idea about this. She asked for my ring, or uh, at the time, to, to 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 grasp onto, to feel a connection, as you were, and and she told me that in a past life, that I was an investigator, a private investigator in the '40s, and that I was horribly murdered, and I kind of wow. chuckled because I said, "Wow," before I started doing stand-up, that's exactly what I did for a living. I was a private investigator. She goes, you were a private investigator back in the 40s as well, and you were working on a case, and you 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 were you were snuffed out before you got to, to solve it. And did she tell you you were in California? Did she, did she say tell me that, what? that you were in California when you were murdered? Uh, no, she didn't. Is that where you think I'm going to die? Is California? No. Um, as you were telling me that you had a past life, and that you were murdered as a private investigator, I pictured you in California. Maybe. Uh, she wasn't specific, but, you know. Here's uh, the interesting part, though. I didn't see you murdered because of your job. I saw you murdered because you were messing around with another guy's girl. Uh-oh. You were very in love. Both of you were very in love with each other. It was very passionate love, and you couldn't nice. stay away from each other. Back in the 40s? And you know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's say it was California because I have an affection uh, for uh, 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 Philip Marlowe and Raymond Chandler, and uh, uh, I like to think that there was Hollywood back in the '40s and so yeah, forth. Yeah, very Hollywood, and I saw clay pots on this uh, roof of where you were. It was a ranch home, and it had like a really cool, um, like a dark brown stained kind of wooden door with the black wrought iron to kind of look old but it was it was very like um like not mexican looking but it was, it was like a stucco ranch with like a cream colored stucco ranch house with like the glass panes were black and they were crisscrossed and then you had a clay there was a clay pot roof but that was her place not wow. Right. Okay. So as, as it should be in that situation. Yeah, what's yeah. What's for, let me tell you. Any one of your past GFs uh, fit that bill there, Dino? <laughs> uh, you know what? She did not specify why I was murdered. She just said while I was on the case, I was murdered. So if Kelly says it was because. No, you of, were on the case, but you were investigating the guy that 
the guy that <laughs> were investigating you, something else. <laughs> you were investigating. You were lovers with the guy's girl that you were investigating. Now they were not married. They were just living together and shacking up, and he never really made her any promises, but he did, you know, provide her a home and provide her. But that was his house, and so yeah. Wow. You this sounds like a movie script. Whitney, are you writing all this down? I'm writing notes. I got I'm it. taking notes down, man. He actually didn't murder you. He had two guys murder you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure, because it would take two guys to take me down. Absolutely. You were investigating him, and you got caught up with her. It was like, wow, I it's a bonus. I'm in love, and I'm yeah. And wow. I and and this is funny because when you're a beginner beginner psychic. And you're like spilling all this out. You're like, am I making this up? No, I'm not making it up. I see it with my own two eyes and my third eye. I could see everything that's happening. So you, you, you agree with what she said back then yeah. that that actually happened? Yeah, but, yeah, but I got, I'm, I saw you even further back. How far? How much further back? Oh, you've had at least seven lifetimes. What? <laughs> Yes. Has everybody do like John and I have lifetimes too, or is it just uh, really just you know? You graduate, you graduate into you f you f escalate, so to speak. Oh. Is that like an old soul kind of idea? If you see, if you look into someone's eyes and they know things and they can see things, you know that person's an old soul. You can tell. No wonder. You can tell. I can look at someone and tell how many lifetimes they've had based on. Do me, do me, do me. <laughs> do, do, me. Me, do me, please, do me. Um, I see you on your fifth lifetime. Nice. There's something, there's something. Now, you've got a really good, like, Dino had, like, sort of a checkered past with his lifetimes, okay? <laughs> Sounds familiar. Absolutely. You, on the other hand, have had, you've tried to live a good life every time. Oh, you thank you, sir. I mean? Like, yeah, but uh, here's the thing I want to say to you. Uh oh. Try not to always play it so safe. Don't Go out and live. It's worth it. Nice. You're not doing anything wrong by grabbing what you want. You hear me? Dang. Yeah. Okay. Do I mean, me. Do me. Don't feel bad <laughs> about getting what you want because you you deserve it. All right. Go for Whitney. Whitney. Three yes. likes. You're on. You're at. You're on your fourth. You've had three past. You're on your current fourth. There's something. There's something very zen about you. Okay. <laughs> and I, when I say that, when I say that, I mean that there are things that you know that you don't ever really have to speak of. Things that you know that you don't ever speak of. And and that when I say have to speak of, because you're not pressed to speak about the things that you know in life. You, um, you're, you're very um, assured in your own thoughts and what you believe. And you don't have to go out yelling it at the rooftops in order to know that it's true. Does that make sense? Dude, that is really weird because people describe and me as, as aloof and, you know, I interesting. I did see some pain around you uh, concerning maybe your father or something there. I saw a like a heart pain. It just I see something there. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's dead. So yeah, it's kind of at a young age. But he passed away when you were young. So yeah, I was I was seventeen. Yeah. 
Now you got cheated basically, but you don't see it as being cheated. You just, I see like a heart pain, like here, like that's just not what you're thinking is going to happen when you're 17, man. I know I lost my dad when I was 13, so I get it. Yeah. Like I get, I'm the same, you know, I don't tell people, Hey, I'll, my parents are dead. You know, they don't care. Yeah. They're only, thinking about only, their parents' yeah. health and life and I want them to. Yeah, I only when asked. I don't open a conversation with, "Hi, I'm John. My dad is dead." Oh my God. <laughs> I don't do that. And you say, "I," and you say, "I have." This explains why I'm so freaking exhausted. I've had seven, at least seven, passed yeah. uh, and, and 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 a, and a checkered past as well. Do you want to know how many lifetimes you're going to live until you find like your ascension and the bliss is going to be thirteen? That 13. is your magic. Oh number. shit! Thing. You're like a vampire, Dino. You get to come back. <laughs> vampire. I, 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 you're not the first person to have said that. Uh. <laughs> there's something very unique about you, and I don't know why. I never like before I went on this show. I didn't know you, right? We don't right. know each other. Right. I don't really know know any of you, but like I didn't know you, but there's some connection that I feel with you because I feel like we're um, we're, we have a lot of similarities as like, as far as character, like sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Right. right. I mean, I, I just said that out loud and I see, I'm more like Whitney though, where I'm like, don't say that. That's kind of mean. There are times where I wish I was not bothered, but if I am bothered, I suck it up and I yeah, still, I exactly. still, I still go I ahead and deal with helpful. it. I want to be helpful when I need it, but there are times when I need my own. Like I just, I'm not even doing anything. I just need to be zoning in on me for a second. You know what I mean? All right. I, well, do, I do a lot. I'm into a lot. Like I have a live Facebook page where I sell items to the Philippines, and I don't really make a lot of money. I just do it because they love me and I love them. I'm like, Hey guys. And I send gifts over and my friend Miley does it too. And we just, I mean, it's just something to do during COVID because people need you. They need soap. They need shampoo. They need chocolate. You know what I mean? They need right. stuff. So let, let, let me ask you this because you mentioned something that was very positive for all of us here on whiskey business. You said that this okay. show is going to go to, to new heights and yes, whatever it, will. it may be. Thank you for that. Um, selfishly, uh, in this life, as we speak, uh, you say it's important that we listen to ourselves and listen to the voices in our heads and in our souls and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be 62 years of age. I have a nagging feeling that I still have a lot more to do, a lot more chapters creatively to do do you what do you see for me in the next five to ten years i mean is that, is that too vague is that too vague lifetime, right you're talking in this about lifetime that. in this lifetime yeah you're not going anywhere i see all of you right now i'm looking at you guys you're gonna live healthy lives <laughs> hands very funny he's Look like his eyes my eyes <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you are going to live a long life. You actually have two more chapters in life left. In True. this life, 
few more chapters left, and those chapters can last at least 10 years or more, guys. Boom. In our lifetime, we should have chapters. Do you see what I mean? Like, if you don't have chapters in your life, dude, you better get up and get your shit together and get your chapters going. Because if you've worked a company for 55 years and now you're retiring, what are you going to do if you don't find that other chapter, that passion mm -hmm. that you've always wanted to do? Like I would tell my stepdad, you should teach fishing for a living. You are a master angler for crying out loud. You know what you're doing and people would pay big bucks for this. So why don't you do it? And he said, I just want to go fishing. I'll just, you know, he teaches Dallas Cowboy football players how to fish for free because he likes to do it. But hey, do your thing, man. Whatever you want to do, everybody has to, you have to follow that passion. But I do see you. I see you doing some traveling. Are you, is this something you're, yeah, Dino, you, you're going to be doing some traveling. For what reason? Radio. Radio. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, things are I just, on the internet. I just got I just got out of radio like but a couple you, years ago. No, I mean this. Is this radio? This, this is, radio? is a, this is a form of it. Yeah. Media. This, yeah, I see. I see you guys promoting this show on a grander scale. And I think you should. I think you should go live when this all is when this is over, and you can actually sit together. Because we're getting real comfortable here in our houses, like being lazy. Yeah, I know. Learning, you know, right? Dressing from the top up and like you know wearing PJs and shorts on the bottom or being naked. <laughs> if we're lucky, we're if getting we're lucky. We're we're getting <laughs> awful comfortable as a society. Uh, getting lazy and that you need to see this as the flower is opening guys this is your chance this is your chance to come out with this show you need to visit trade shows you need to visit other places sit live on your podcast you know and people need to see you not just on here are you following what I'm saying People Gotta go into the third dimension, right? Yeah. Well, we're in the third dimension, which is pretty low brow to me. Yeah. You need to up, you need to ascend. Okay. That's where this needs to go. It's not necessarily even a marketing thing, but that's what needs to happen. You guys can come to the gift of light anytime you want. Podcast live from the gift of light. You know, you can do you whatever can do you want. You can open this and expand it. You can podcast from a van going down through Arizona. You can podcast. You know, you guys can do this. This is important. What you're doing is very important, and I love it because I would listen to George Norrie on, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like on yeah. the show, on AM radio. People love yeah. that crap. You guys are... You guys mentioning this tonight, you guys bringing up the whole dream thing, this has opened up something. It's a vessel for you to take this to the next level. Oh, wait, because people might not believe it, but they're still going to watch it. Well, that's a good segue for Hansbury. You mentioned the dream thing earlier, Hansbury. What yeah. did you want to get into specifically with the dream thing? We we kind of started the 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 episode with you know I I feel I we've talked about it amongst ourselves I've talked about it with friends I think 
people are having weird dreams um, during this COVID pandemic time. And Kelly, you mentioned to me on the phone yesterday that you have, yeah, and you've got a couple of theories why. So maybe you could hit on the theories. And then um, I know Dino has some, I don't know if you have some stories. Well, I've I got get, a couple of weird dreams that yeah. are recurring themes I've been having. Yeah. Um, but so Kelly, why, first off, what, what are your theories of why everybody I talk to are, is having weird dreams during the pandemic? What, what are you, what are your theories behind that? Well, I see brain activity being completely expanded right now because we're stuck in our home and we have nothing else to do but eat, sleep, go to the bathroom and think, okay? Even if we're working, all we're doing is thinking, overthinking, overthinking, Mm -hmm. over, over, overthinking. It has gotten out of hand to the point where we're wondering what's next. When is this going to change? This has got your brain on absolute overload. You're watching more television. Don't lie and say you're not. (laughs) Internet more. You are on Netflix. Yeah, I've watched everything on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I already hit Hulu. Oh, yeah, I'm already on Prime, whatever. And I've watched every movie I could possibly watch. So your brain is absolutely so active right now. Okay, mine too. I mean, we're sleeping a little bit less, really, because our brains are active and we can't sleep as well. So if we find ourselves, oh, man, I slept like 12 or 13 hours last night, but I'm so tired. I don't even feel rested because your brain needs a rest. I mean, you have absolutely done nothing. Just because, guys, and this goes out to everyone out there, just because you don't remember all your dreams, you were active all night. During this stressful time when they have done nothing but instill fear in us as people in this country, in this world, they've done nothing but instill fear in us. Like, you've got to get that mask on or you're getting sick. You've got an underlying health condition. You're going to die. You're going to get sick and die. You get this brain thing scrambled up into your head they're putting microchips for memory psychic memory in there and they're spying on you in your brain like people are spilling out all of this crazy information that's been thrown out on the internet that's absolutely put us in a mental and emotional frenzy okay so what else can you do to relax we drink more we sleep more and we eat more and hey I've put on 20 pounds during the pandemic. I'm not out there running and stuff like I should be, like I am, but I am working at least now. But when I go to sleep at night, I'm waking up at the same time every night. Oh my, I had this dream. I had that dream. But I did pull in the, I want to, Hansberry, is that, your name's Greg, right? Greg? Right, right, yeah. I want to, I want to, um, and I'm sorry, I'm just looking at your, name your last name there but um dino you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast your dream about your mother dancing with bill cosby i was sitting here (laughs) reading the entire thing and if you want to explain your dreams to me i will tell you boom 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 boom. this is what i see okay your mother's elderly we're in a pandemic you're in fear subconsciously and consciously of her being sick during this pandemic bill cosby is a threat to any woman in this world. Okay, sorry, but he is. I mean, Bill Cosby, you know, is known to knock people out and have sex with them. 
you're like my mother, whether we like our mothers or not, they're probably I love my mother. They're the most that's a good man right there. A good man likes his mother because that means that your character is settled and comfortable with who you are. So our moms can be a pain in the ass. Like your mother, it's really important. My mother so, is my mother is a pain in my ass. This is the thing, though. You see a real threat posing to your mother. It actually has to do with COVID. You're seeing your mother being at 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 risk with COVID, and Bill Cosby is the transference that play. Bill Cosby is playing COVID in your brain. No, oh my That's God, Cosby is COVID. Yeah. Cosby, Cosby 19. You, you, you see Cosby dancing with your mom. You're like, oh, no. Not just dancing. Not just slow dancing. Yeah. Which oh. means I'm screwed. He's going to take my mother for me. But think about it. COVID could take my mother for me because she's dancing with death. She's dancing with fear. She's dancing with threats. This could possibly mean that my mother's in danger. Your mother's going to be okay. So yeah. I'm letting you know that now. I'm sure you Thank already you. do, but your mother's going to be fine. If we keep our parents at home and they're safe and we don't go around getting crazy and breathing on people at spring break parties, I think we're fine. My but um, COVID is real. I had it. I had it. Um, it is real. Um, it's not what you would expect. If you have underlying health issues, it's probably hell. If you didn't, it's something different, which I can explain in a very long conversation later. So next, who would like to, um, what, what was your dream? Here's, here's, here's one for you. This Dino's got more. Here, 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 this, okay. one's, this one's a little complicated. Okay. Right? Because as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've had these full-length motion picture dreams. And I wake up in the morning exhausted. From oh, my dreams. God. Right. I had a dream recently, and maybe it goes back to the PI stuff, where I was hired to find some missing children. Okay? Some children went missing. I discovered that the children have disappeared into a time portal. This is the dream. They've disappeared into a time portal. I discover the time portal. I go into the time portal to find the children. I have to try to seek out the children in the 1940s in the 1960s and then all the way into the future into 2040 to find the children and then it, it and then i woke up i never found the children before i woke up but you, you're you're feeling very responsible for things right now you're feeling extremely responsible like the world's depending on me to do something i'm no longer in radio i need to do something important for this world i need to save the world you've always been a, a person who doesn't seem like a guy who wants to save the world but you are the guy who wants to save the world you want the world to be okay you want it to be safe you don't want all this shenanigans that's going on out there and you are a very strong personality you would love and fantasize to be a superhero to children. Why not? You, <laughs> I do. A lot of talk goes around about this child trafficking thing. That's no joke. Child trafficking exists. 
human trafficking exists. It is not a joke. They just busted a human trafficking ring right here on 161 and Huntley Road. These girls were locked in a facility right there in Huntley Square, right there, across right by Jack Maxton. I mean, this is going on in the world. You feel the need to save people. You feel the need to assist. I feel like you need to go further with this. I feel like you need to be a public speaker beyond this realm of radio and blogging and podcasting. I think that you need to speak the truth about how you feel about your views, about your your premonitions and your dreams and your thoughts on how the world should work because people will listen. They want controversy from you, but what they'll get is extremely interesting. You've got a lot to give. You do. You guys as a threesome are like a perfect equation mathematically also. I wanted to bring that up. It's almost like someone did numerology. Okay, like let me explain this real quick. I've been in bands where the chemistry was absolutely perfect. Every single person fit like a puzzle and it like it worked perfectly because the way we wrote, he did this and I did that and I did the melodies and they did this and we would tweak it all together and it was like, wow, it was magic. But there's always something that goes wrong. The fact that there's only three of you is perfect. Never add a fourth person. <laughs> Sorry, Never. Chip. Did you try to do that? Because I sense that you tried to do that once and that ended up being a failure. This person that you added had a, an extreme egotistical view on everything. And please let me finish before you laugh or say anything. But I'm not, you know, trying to say anything bad about anybody. But he was lost in his own ego and excitement. And he actually, he didn't see the big picture of everything. I think that with a little bit of maturity and exposure and maybe like him finding himself, he would have been a great fit for you. But I saw a fourth person that was in this and it didn't work. It won't work. You need, you need three and you've got this perfect balance of Zen going on here. That they're a bad person it's that they were kind of like a misguided person and it just didn't fit who else has a dream what are we looking at now mine mine is it's a, like a theme it's not like a recurring dream but uh it's happened so frequently um in the past few months it always involves old childhood friends um like grade school friends uh, high school friends, all in weird different scenarios. I'm young, I'm old, whatever. But uh, and just last night, I I woke up. I was like, oh, there. Were, it was a dream that included my uh, friend's mother from from growing up in high school. So it's it just there. It's never the same people, and it's never the same dream. But it's always. I can see you missing your life, even though your life feels complete to me, and you're happy in your life. There's still something that you feel a little bit slightly don't don't argue with me here because I'm feeling that you are sense feeling a little bit trapped in some way that you need to get out you need to expand you need to talk to these people and I mean I could see you actually watching Cobra Kai and stuff on Netflix because 
like you just you i sense the feeling that that school feeling from you feels nostalgic and it feels like you're longing and missing those youth days because you're not feeling youthful right now and it's okay that you're not feeling youthful i mean connect with one of your friends from school and i swear it will remedy like what you what you miss what you're feeling but right try to do this guys when you wake up from the dream that you've had try to always see the upshot of it try to always see the positive aspect of it try to always see what you felt in the dream and feel that joy because it really is going to depend on how your day how your week how your year is going to go you miss that you miss your life for sure yeah yeah you had a great yeah. life as a teen i mean I was, it was yeah. perfect but you had a great oh. life as a teen and that's something to miss but here's one thing that i like about your um energy levels okay i like this about you your output i love it that you don't dwell even though you dream about it i love it that you don't dwell and you're not living in the past right i love that about you because a lot of people who dream about their past or you know remember napoleon dynamite uncle rico i can throw this football quarter mile i can yeah. throw the stake and smack it into it it's like he was he was living in his past he couldn't let go of his past because but you're not like that you're like man that was fun you just want to feel it again you just yeah, need sure. to recreate it with your wife and kids do you see what i mean like that uh, needs to happen you need to recreate the same feeling i his so, kids his kids uh i mean he's got a great wife yeah, but they're his, a bunch of cuties yeah his kids yeah, he's I, got I, a really good family unit and it's I, very strong I'm, I'm the weakest link let's just uh, say that <laughs> <laughs> not at all not at all you say that because you're humble but you wouldn't believe the rock that you present to them, and they lean right against it. Well, that's that's good. Look at you. Look at that. Look at you, the rock. You're the end all be all. Okay, Greg. Oh, so take I care appreciate of it. yourself. Take Thank care you. of your body. Take care of yourself, your mental health, and well being. Do something that you. I I recommend this to everybody, like twice a year. Do something that you would not do in a million years. Like just do like go, hey, I'm gonna go, you know, get a Korean massage at the mall. I'm gonna go are those legal? No. They're all <laughs> fabric over you. So you're all dressed and it's like thirty bucks for half an hour. Hmm. They beat the shit out of you. It's awesome. Like, nice. Well, no, good. That's Korean massage. Would a Korean massage be better than uh, uh God. no, Ron at OSU is the best. Ron medical massage, Ron. He's the best at OSU. He's a he's in the PT section. I had to do it. I was in a car accident and I had a sciatic issue. And that's also a thing too. We hold on to pain, we hold on to um we hold on to weight, okay, as a soul like it's our soul's purpose. And that's not your soul's purpose. You know, I know in my mind that I'm not supposed to 
be like at like 20 pounds overweight because I don't feel well. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. we can we know what our soul's purpose is, but our weight, like I say to myself, okay, it's time to shed the body armor. You're done today. Like it's, this is it. Like, you know, or, or the pain comes out like Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. I got my master. Actually, I worked, started with Alice Ann Stewart, who was, in the original group of the Kundalini Reiki with the original people who started Reiki. This is crazy. She's she probably died. I don't know. Last I heard she was just so old she was she ended up getting lost when she was driving. And I think like things kind of set in to where she just couldn't she was old. It was over. But I it passed down. I got my second degree from Bill. Bill suggested I use Alisan because he did. And then Jimmy Burke gave me my third degree and like it just exploded. But then it took me to a new level. Do I, can I, you know, you know what Mr. Miyagi was doing in Karate Kid, right? right? Because I was going to say, explain Reiki. Reiki is just. Rub energy. your hands together. Rub your hands together real hard, real quick, as fast as you can. They heat you up. The friction and the heat. Yeah, right. And the, and the sound goes boom. And, you know, Mr. Miyagi puts his hands on, he puts his hands on, you know, what's his name? Daniel. Daniel's <laughs> Daniel son. And he touches him. You Reiki is touch. It's touch. But he did something that was a, it was a manipulation that you'll see a lot of DO doctors do. And he kind of moved the muscles from being, you know, stricken and tightened up. But. Reiki is just simply touch, and the more heat you feel coming from the body, it's amazing. Chinese and Japanese healing is Eastern medicine. It's just like, it's incredible. Wow. Acupuncture works. Yeah. Reiki works. But I developed a new technique of healing through my Reiki, and it was like so unconsciously done, I, I started harnessing the pain and I would pull and you I would take the Reiki and combine it with pulling I call it pulling trademark and it worked and people <laughs> in the class like I can feel it through the top of my head or whatever um but we our soul and like one of the one of our teachers at the show called his name is Victor Dutro he talks about the soul and how our soul holds on to things. It holds on to pain. It holds on to things that we don't we don't need the stuff. But we hold on to it for some reason. It's like an insecurity in ourselves or whatever it is that's going on in our lives, like COVID. You're stuck at home all the time and then you notice why are why is my back hurting? Or you know, and that you're holding on to that. And like there's people that can teach you how to let go and release. Hypnosis is important. Meditation is important. But I'll tell you what fascinates the hell out of me. The brain, the pineal gland, psyche, conspiracy, dream interpretation. I'm into all that. I like it when it gets controversial because I want someone to challenge it. I don't care if they believe me or not. I mean, I can't tell you I'm always right. I can't tell you that everything I know is correct. Can you tell me everything you know is correct? No. No, because we live in a third dimensional world where mm -hmm. if it's not written down on paper, where we can read it 
or visualize it. And then when we see it, we half the time we don't believe it anyway. But in a fourth dimensional world, I'm always right. <laughs> in your fourth dimensional mind, you believe anything because yeah. you're yeah. in your whiskey and your and your and that can uninhibit <laughs> people too. I don't really read a lot. I never drink when I read. I'm having a glass of wine, no big deal, you know. But because I'm on a show, but I would never drink with a client. But I don't drink. I don't drink and read at parties either. But I'll tell you what. You guys are sitting here chilling, having your whiskey, yeah. and you're more uninhibited. So your energy fields are actually more open to me right now. I can uh, your energy. Well, I, I, I made a conscious decision before this podcast started that I would approach tonight's podcast open-minded and open-souled because I do, I do have my degree of skepticism and my, my level of cynicism simply based on the life that I've led and the experiences that I've had. You know, you, you, you talked about how I want to save the world. There was a time before radio where I wasn't saving the world, but I was involved in situations where I was. You know what I mean by that, right? Yes, I do. You I do. Yourself in relationships where you think you can save everybody, you can't. No. Like you're the type of guy, and if I may, may I? Yeah, please. I'm gonna air your dirty business right here on the national television. Go ahead. I can see you being the kind of guy that would get into a relationship and just take care of other women's children just because you feel like you should. I can see you being some guy who is kind to women and helps them because you should. Because you feel that you should. There's nobody else. I can see you in bad friendships. I can see you in bad situations. And you think you can save these people, but they need to save themselves. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can see you lending a hand. Do you seem like that type of guy firsthand to the world? No, you don't. But I'm telling you what I'm seeing from you. And I see that there's a big heart there. But... It needs to, it need you. There's a like a hardened edge on it for a reason because it's been hurt. Okay. There's a little bit of toughness there because there needs to be. I mean, you were killed in the past life. Think about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. You, know, you were killed in that recent past life, but there are parts of you that feel killed inside. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to jar any emotion here, but oh. it's. You must have listened to a lot of podcasts before you showed up today. I, uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't listen to any I don't. I actually saw the View doing one on TV, and I went, oh, and I turned it off. I don't like that show. <laughs> I don't disagree with you, Kelly. I don't disagree. But you, with you. you can't save the world, and I've heard the same exact things come into my ears. You can't save the world. Stop it. These people are screwed up. Quit pulling these. Quit pulling in strays. Don't take in any more strays. You don't have room for it in your life. You Sometimes you do have to throw out the baggage and say, let me save what I can. You know, I call it cutting my losses. Like when I'm getting ready for an expo or say I'm, I'm planning, you know, a party. I love to 
plan parties. I love to. Um, you know, and I'm, oh man, we forgot that dip. Look how much bid we have. I'm cutting my losses. Screw it. You know what I'm saying? You got to cut your losses and keep moving forward, not sit and look back and go, I feel really bad. I shouldn't have done that because you don't owe them anything. They, it seemed like you did because you made yourself feel like you owed them something. You don't owe anyone anything. And I see people trying to take money from you in the past too. So we'll just uh, I don't know if they've taken it or if I've just given it. So, so I have a dream. I have a dream. Yeah, let's get well, let's get to Whitney's dream and then we got to start wrapping we gotta up. We got to wrap it up. So, um, uh, yeah. So typically, my I have a recurring dream that actually stopped about maybe about a year and a half ago before COVID. I flying dreams were were a natural thing for me. I could even control them within the dream, as far yeah, as like uh, as far as like the altitude or whatever. I could control myself in the dream. So, but those have kind of stopped. I haven't had those for a lot for about a year and a half. I've moved to a recurring dream of either a dog or somebody who is attacking me, and my I kick my wife and wake her up, and it, it happens a lot. Wow, what a big difference! I mean, it's really weird. And I, I hate I hate that dream, and it's just well, it's just more I, often. And to be honest with you, I'm going to go back to the whole COVID thing. I I sense that. Yeah, I mean. I mean, before that, you could fly. Think of think about the metaphor in all of this, okay? Mm -hmm. Dream interpretation is what you interpret it to be. I can't set the rules for you, okay? It's what you're feeling, what you've seen. There are certain stipulations to it and certain guidelines, but we don't really make the rules and say, well, but I will say, if you're dreaming of snakes, that means you're you have this big fearful thing coming up and you're going to have lots of money come in. That's the, a different thing. That's a very specific thing. Yeah, nice but you felt, you felt freedom before. Yeah. Okay. You felt freedom. That freedom stopped. You do not feel that freedom anymore. You feel something vicious trying to attack you. You feel something coming at you and you can't control it. Think about that. And, and we, here's the thing. We dream this, we sleep and we dream this stuff and we actually wake up feeling helpless and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. So try yeah. Try to see the upshot of that. If you control these dreams, pet the dog, love on the dog. Oh yeah. Usually yeah. when I wake up from the dream, it's usually, I'm sorry, honey, for kicking her so hard. <laughs> it, it, that, that's not a joke. It's uh, that's, that's for real. Try to focus on the dog. <laughs> Yeah. When you go to sleep this time, every night that you go to sleep for the next week, just give it a shot. You got a dog? I do not. I'm a cat guy. Okay. I'm not okay. afraid of dogs, but I just, you know, it's weird. There's something about your energy, though, that makes you feel some sort of threat, okay? Because you're not exactly a dog person, but you're a cat person. So when you go to sleep every night for the next week, Focus on your love for animals in general. Can you do that? Mm -hmm. It's a technique. It will help you. Yeah, I can do that. Focus on that. Thank you, Kelly. You're before welcome. We, uh, before we wrap up, Kelly, um, a, a lot of people have been, been tuning in and uh, listening, and a lot of more people are going to listen after the fact. So um, 
if you could offer some, I hate the word generic, but as we're coming towards, we've been through a hell of a year and we're still not out of it. No. I think a lot of people in the past year have lost their way spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. Yeah. Uh, if, there was, if there was some blanket advice that you could give to anybody that's listening to this podcast moving forward that would help them spiritually moving forward, what would, what would it be? I, I, it's a tall order and I hate to put that on you, but it's a tall but, order, but I'm, I do everything off the cuff. I just go for it. And what I got from what you just asked me was May is our magic month. I kept saying May, May is the magic month. This, we are going to emerge out of this, okay? By Memorial Day, people are going to see a different world. They're going to see a different life. Yes, our world is going to change like we've never seen it before. There are things that are going to happen that in the future that will confuse you. And But I see things coming around in the next few days, actually, that will change the path that take us into the late spring and when I see the month of May I feel a healing I feel and I see it being this is very simple it's very simplistic I see sunshine and I see happy minds I see happy people I see rejoicing and families gathering and that was what we've been missing all along even though we say we're not people person people we the disconnect is on, man. It's on, and it's on strong. We're at the precipice of change right now. This is it. Um, May. I see May being something magical for us, and I feel great about it. I feel good about it. But I will yeah. say... I will say this. We'll have to talk aliens later because... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many oh things. Oh, my God. We didn't, aliens. Get cover. we didn't get to cover ancient aliens. We didn't get to cover uh, the fact that you are in a Dio cover band. That oh we didn't get to cover that. You know, we 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 had questions. Some people want to know if you can predict lottery numbers. We didn't cover that. That's just you, Dino. Come on, no. For you, if you're willing to listen, real quick. What's that? I, Hold on. Hold. I, I got a real quick one. If you have time, like. If you got one minute, we got all the we got minutes. Okay, a couple years back, I was dating this guy. Probably more like five years back. Um, he wanted me to go take it. He wasn't from here. He's from Cleveland. He said, "You know, I got to go down to the. It's May. I got to go down to the Kentucky Derby. The um, oh my God, what are the racetracks around here? Buell Park. Yeah. So he said we got to go down there." And I've got to pick my numbers because it's Kentucky Derby. I said, okay. So I just sold a car. I was like, cool. I got 3,600 bucks in my pocket. Let's go. So we get up to the line and he's like sitting there studying these papers and he's like looking at all the stats and the numbers. And I've never been on a horse in my life. So I stand up to the gate after he goes, I go, can I go now? And he said, yeah. And I go, I'll take, $20 on number four and I'll put $40 on number 13 like that. And he goes, how do you know that? And I said, I don't, I'm just having fun. I have extra money. I'm just throwing it out there. 
seeing what happens. I just kind of feel good about these numbers. I don't know. If, I don't think it was number 13. I think it was actually number eight. But um, he said, you can't do that. And I said, I can do anything I want. It's my money. Like, I'm, it's my money. I can throw it away if I feel like it and be happy about it. Bill always taught me, <laughs> really, of your good and just let it go at that point. So we get back to the house. He's sitting there. I go, I got to run to the store. He's like, aren't you going to wait and see who wins? I go, I don't really care. I'm just, I got, don't you guys want barbecue chicken? I got to go. So I run to the store. So I'll be back in 15 minutes. I swear I'm going to hurry. So I walk in the door and they, all the people that were with us, like they stood up and stared at me. I said, what? What's going on? Is it over? They're like, how in the hell did you know? I said, I didn't know. I said, I just chose what seemed cool and fun. I just wanted to have fun and like kind of throw caution in the wind. Woo! And I won like over a thousand dollars on this horse. Now I would have won like 18 grand, but the, I guess it's kind of like the stock market. They make up their own little rules and change the odds, like right at the end. <laughs> the odds can change. You know Much like politics, yeah. Thousand bucks. <laughs> it was eighteen. It was like one hundred and eighty to one, and then they moved it down to eighteen to one. Because <laughs> so of your bet, probably. Out, so I want all that money. So him and his friends come back next week, and they said. We want you to pick our numbers for us for next week. And I said, it doesn't work that way. Uh, it doesn't. I said, I was just having fun. I said, if you ever want to just hang out and have fun like that, then yeah, we're really. good. Don't what, expect what you... me to pick lottery numbers. But I will say this. I had a client come and sit down with me, and he was a gambling addict. And I said, I know you got a gambling problem. He said, I know I do. He said, I don't really care because I do make a lot of money gambling. And he said, what should I do? And I said, bingo. And I busted out laughing. And he goes, bingo? He's like, I'm 29. I don't play bingo. I go, well, if you do play bingo, you'll win a bunch of money. And he goes, really, bingo? He came back a month later. He goes, man, I cashed in. I walked in there. I put 20 bucks down on $1,800. I was so happy. I said, welcome. Bingo. 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 We could do show after show after show focusing on certain things because I've been in houses that were really haunted. I mean, really haunted. Like it's, that was it's one of me. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go get some equipment and stuff we yeah. gotta get out of here there was so much tonight there was an earlier question that uh my friend rick andreessen addressed about the 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 ghost in in, in my house that's bill living here bill forever uh there's so much more what we're gonna have to do is just have you back uh again and then maybe yeah. a couple other times as well it's a blast we have we have to we have to wrap we, have we to can wrap. come and do a live investigation at your house. And we can do that. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you be our? Why don't we just go ahead and book it now? You be our guest for Halloween, our Halloween episode this year. I'd love it. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's just favorite. go ahead and, and make that happen, and and, and make that uh, a booking right now for okay. October. I love you guys. You're great. I kind of work with a better uh, group tonight. This is wonderful. We're gonna. <laughs> Yeah, the hell of a show, man. This is 
Well, thank you. Thank you. And you've been a hell of a guest. We got to start. We got to we, we wrap yeah, things great. up tonight. Thank you for everybody who tuned in on Facebook and, and YouTube live this evening. Uh, Kelly, let's go back to Kelly for one second real quick there, John. Uh, give us your information. If people want to contact you directly and get, oh, uh, get a personal. Easy this year. PsychicKellyBowman.com. And you can even text me at 614-436-6555. That's Bill Mitchell's old number. I took mm. over his practice. 614-436-6555. I would ask that you not send me questions. But, yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook under psychic kelly bowman and i have psychic kelly bowman.com so anything you need we do haunted tours we do expos my whole life uh, surrounds metaphysics and paranormal so i didn't plan it that way but it did i mean i ended up channeling ronnie james deal on stage one night and it was really weird ronnie james deal and john formerly of black sabbath you chose deal for a cover band we'll get into that the next time we oh, play we'll get into that a little bit some of the kelly bowman we're gonna wrap things up thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight uh the guest bottle once again uh bottle 157 i believe evan williams bottled in bond 100 proof a great addition to your everyday bar of $17.99, uh, under 20 bucks. If you're looking for a great everyday pour, this has been excellent for tonight's episode. So thank you. Uh, I want to thank uh, Greg Hansberry, of course, and John Whitney. There you go. Hansberry on the audio side, Whitney on the video side. Hansberry, a quick little bit of business before I say a formal goodbye. WhiskeyBusinessPod.com is our website where you can find everything, including our archives. If you're on Facebook, like us and share this video, please, and thanks. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. And uh, find us and rate us on all your favorite podcasting apps. Thank you. Share. Yeah, by all means, people. According to Kelly, you should spread the word. And you can, say, you can say, I told you so, when we just and become bigger than what what we already are. I don't even know what we are, but you know, <laughs> what we are. You guys make a hell of a team. This is a perfect, perfect setup. It's a good team. I, I love these two, these, these two knuckleheads. Uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, a Covidential Kitchen with Tommy Gallo. That's uh, running and airing as we speak. Tommy Gallo from Gallo's Kitchen. A year after the pandemic where he's at, what he's doing. Check that one out. we got more great things in, in the works coming up in the weeks to come. Local people who are doing big things on a national level. And, uh, and, and you know, like I always tell you, everybody on this podcast has a story. And all this, all this podcast is is a good conversation over a good pour. We've been doing it for close to five years now. And according to Kelly, we're going to keep doing it on a much larger and bigger scale, which makes me very happy. So until the next bottle, see you. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, 
the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.